On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're back on the beef with Jeremy Allen White and the gang for season two of culinary stress fest, The Bear, looking at another true crime drama through the Phelpsy lens in The Sixth Commandment on BBC One and hitting the courts for Aidan Turner starring tennis drama, 15 Love on Prime. I'm James Dyer and welcome to the Pilot TV podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters and a podcast that is currently recording on Thursday the 13th of July, also known as the day the whole of Hollywood looks poised to grind to a halt for the foreseeable future. Uh, maybe, maybe it will all be resolved by the time we go out on Monday, but that seems like a slightly long shot. However, we'll get onto that a little bit later and two people who are not currently on strike are... Kay Ribeiro and Boyd Hilton, though after being forced to sit through Foundation on last week's Pilot Plus, Kay is probably not far off that. Mm-hmm. How's it going, guys? You good? Good, how are you? I'm fine, I'm fine. Is there a union for podcasters? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think there is. Podcaster, Should we start one? Yeah, podcaster... Um, the NUP. Host Even union. just a Foo, support line. PHU. Foo. <laughs> Foo. Yeah. Um, a helpline, uh, I think. Yeah, well, help line, some kind of crisis line yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so that you can call whenever I force you to watch something you don't want to yeah. watch. Yeah, mm. that seems perfectly reasonable. Uh, all right, good, good. There's something for us to get on for next uh, yeah. for next episode. Uh, before we begin. We've got some housekeeping. Oh. I should remind everyone that Saturday the 19th of August is currently the most important date in your diary because our 250th episode is going to play out live at King's Place in London. You can buy tickets now for just, I don't know, £14 something. Uh, we'll have guests. You don't know how much they cost. It's 14 something. 14 50 maybe? I don't know. It's close. Uh, you know, we can have guests. I have no idea who those guests are going to be, but they will be fabulous. There's going to be bants. There's going to be reviews. There's going to be news. There's going to be a Q&A with, you know, you fine people, uh, where I will triage questions live in oh, the room. No. Live in the room. Oh, Live is, triage. Actually, right? to be fair, this might be easier than his current system. At least he can just point to people. Yeah. And just, yeah okay, there you go. Live triaging. And did we mention there's going to be cake for everyone? Maybe not everyone. And I also can't guarantee it won't make the mill. But look, especially since two of us have never made a cake in our lives. But the great Pilot TV Bake Off will be glorious. It's a one of a kind event. So go to kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. Uh, I'll try and remember to put the link in the pod description as well for ease. But buy your tickets now, people. Buy them. Buy them. Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that's right. I really yeah. feel like this event should be sponsored by Imodium. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, after the is that because, the cake? Yeah, yeah you I'm really worried about your this. Cake probably. Yeah. yeah. If there's any kind of rawness about, it, I'm worried about oh, making people ill. <laughs> I mean, now well, I am as well. Thought, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's you really off. We're supposed to be encouraging people to come. Oh to yeah, this okay, I'm sure the yeah. venue's got insurance. I hope. Um, insurance. But <laughs> listeners, um, my message is: if you think you know, oh, it's Saturday night, I want to go out and party. I mean, we'll, what time will we be finished? We'll be done. You can still go out to the clubbing if you want. <laughs> yes, afterwards you can we go to the clubbing. Crucially. Boyd's celebrity friends will take you clubbing after the wow. after the event. Yeah. If not, you happen. can just go on the Raz with Boyd. I mean, yeah, that right. alone yeah, is yeah, worth yeah, the price yeah, of the yeah. ticket. Everyone back to Boyd's actually afterwards. That's what it is. If so, you are a Pilot oh, yes. Plus subscriber, everyone back to Boyd's oh, afterwards. Oh yeah, to watch something on his big screen. Yeah, that's that's a promise, isn't it, Boydy? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a maybe. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's a guarantee. No, uh, you'll be going said, clubbing <laughs> in King's Cross with James Dyer. That is that is the reward. That's oh what's my god! The after party. We have our own. Yes, we have our own. Have Tiffany Haddish there. I'll see Jack. Whitehall. I'm, I'm, in, I'm doing Jack Whitehall for the after party well, on Monday. See if he'll come to our after I'll party. I'll see if Jack's yes. available. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So it's all coming together. kingsplace.co.uk slash pilot250. Book your tickets now. As I said, it is the most important date in your diary at the moment, except possibly Monday the 17th of July, the day that this podcast goes out, which is when I'll know if I have Taylor Swift tickets or not. Uh-huh. So, uh, oh, you know, gosh. that's it's quite, He's quite, been going on about this a lot, it's, yeah. You know, it's going to be a big day for me. A big day. Monday. He came, he sidled up to me and Boyd and was like, do you have any contact? <laughs> We're like, like, um, um, we've got Taylor Swift's you phone might. number. 
Boyd might. He's probably yeah, mates with Taylor. Are you? Is Tay Tay in your phone book? Uh, no. 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 That's disappointing. Frankly. Yeah. Frankly, it's a no. No. Well, we'll see. We'll see. So I'm going to find out on Friday whether I get like a code which enables me to try and get tickets. Everyone's all... gripped. Yeah. Right. Okay. You've well, got to we'll keep us posted. Though, I will. For real, I will. You, are, you will be very happy if you get those tickets. Yeah. But also, if I don't get those tickets, oh, I will make you all suffer. Oh, Haven't there also? I, I don't really know why I'm getting into this, but hasn't there already <laughs> been like a people have been notified who have? Because I tell you why I know this. Because this morning with Derma and Alison this week, they did a whole feature on um, getting ticket tailor tickets and the process you have to go to, and mm. they had yeah. fans in the studio. Um, literally getting the news there and then that they had got past the first stage, the the notification stage. So aren't you behind this whole process well, already? So if you had pre-sales codes, right. you got to get them a week early. Oh, okay. So why didn't you well, have pre-sales? Yeah, you had to you have, have a... pre-ordered one of the albums from the Taylor Swift site. Why, yeah, didn't, so you why didn't you do that? I, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, oh, you've got no God. chance, mate. They will go on there. I don't know going... if you deserve these tickets. No. I didn't know that. Maybe not. Um, you could have had Boydo's uh, free press tickets, but he gave them away last week. No, we didn't. That's a lie. I don't believe you. Uh, I don't believe you. Uh, though, to, to be fair, like at, at least one of our listeners has very kindly said because she got pre-sale tickets that she would give me her code if she if they came oh. up in the lottery. So that was lovely of her. That's really sweet. So we'll see. Mm. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Everyone fingers think crossed. Of, like we did for, uh, was it Beck's Broken Metatarsal or something with Yuri Geller and the Spoon? Let's all think about James, getting those tickets, put all our energy into it yep. and hopefully it'll work out for you. Yeah. And Taylor, if you're listening, which I know you are because you're a big fan of this podcast, please just send me some tickets. That'd be great. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, what have we been watching this week? Kay. So this week I have been watching um, two things I don't think you're going to be that into, James, but Rob and Romesh versus. Um, so that's Rob Beckett and Romesh Ranganathan. Um, and they do this show uh, whereby they kind of go to different countries or usually they try different things, basically, and try and master and usually fail different activities. And in the first episode, they are going to Las Vegas to learn magic from Penn and Teller, a famous um, magic duo. Yes, I know who they are. Oh, well, Robin Romesh. Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Because they've been in films and stuff, so... He's, okay, he's fine. Well, they, they were on the West Wing. I didn't know yeah. that. No, they're on the West yeah. Wing, of course. So Teller doesn't speak. Does he? Did he speak in the West Wing? No. No, he never speaks ever, ever. I mean, come on, it's redonkulous, isn't it? Is it cuckoo bomb? It's banana crackers. Banana yeah. crackers. He's no, not... that's the whole That's the whole. I don't say shtick, but come shtick. I mean, when he's trying to teach Rob Beckett magic and he's not able to say words, that is... Yeah, but that's... You, should, you should try that. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> wow. What do you mean by that? Okay, I'll start now. <laughs> well, it's now a two-man show, Boydy. What we'll do is we'll do it. It'd be like Lassie. What we'll do is we'll translate what Kay is saying by her facial expressions. Lassie. What's that? What's this that? getting even worse. What's that, girl? You mean stuck down the well? <laughs> you were really digging your uh, self into a hole of some magnitude yeah, today. Yeah, I'm used to yeah, it. I am used to it. Yeah. Look, she's definitely not speaking. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? I could have outlasted yeah, she, him. Well, I'm not sure if you could that. Yeah. I, I would have done. I would have Battle just sat here. And... <laughs> Be an interesting podcast yeah. to have two um, people trying out each other and stay silent. I was more yeah. reeling from the fact that he was com I thought he was comparing me to a dog. Well, there was that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the so. best of dogs. Yeah. Lassie. Lassie. Lassie outclasses yeah. the littlest he's got, hobo. He's got a good coat on him. <laughs> he's got a good coat. She, I think. Lassie was a girl. I mean, on account of being called Lassie. I thought you said he. <laughs> no, I'm pretty Lassie, sure. Lassie, famously a girl's name. What? Yeah, I'm always walking past Lassies in the street. We've got some we work with. I've been to Scotland Lassie, recently, I'll Lassie tell you. the famous film director. Okay, fine. All right, well, I've corrected and now I'm a bit embarrassed. But anyway, so I've been watching that. Um, I've also been watching And Just Like That. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I, I, it's like... 
it's sort of a hate watch. Not hate watch. Hate is too strong. But like I've said before, it's the nostalgia element that keeps me coming back. Yet every time I watch it, I'm like, what are they doing? Why do, Why am I seeing Harry trying to squeeze his sphincter? I mean, that was the what? genuine... I'm sorry, yeah. what? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He's got issues downstairs. Uh, he right. can't produce some of the goods. I don't think I want to know. Okay, this. I'm yeah. just telling you. Well, if this I was is... if I was subjected to it, you're gonna have to God. listen to it. Anyway, so then yeah, Charlotte was teaching him to squeeze his sphincter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and just sphincter. like that. Sphincter. Yeah. <laughs> and um and yeah, there was a three way and blah. Not with Charlotte and Harry, with our oh my, fav- God. my favorite character, Che and Miranda. And, and who? Lyle, who is Che's ex, who played by Oliver Hudson, Kate Hudson's brother. Oh, so it was a dude and the two yeah. ladies, the threesome. Oh, how did that go? Well, no, uh, uh, Che's non binary. Uh, oh, Che's non binary, right, okay. So one lady, one dude, and another person. <laughs> so yeah, um, it was just, it's just, I mean, was the that only. excruciating, funny, or. Um, oh, it was, exc- I wanted both. to peel my skin off. More was... than at the, uh, the previous. Um, the sphincter. Oh yeah, the sphincter's fine. I mean, because it's just like <laughs> this one. It was just so awkward, and I don't know. The only good thing was that Gloria uh, Steinem made a cameo, and that was quite cool. No, but yeah. So that's what I've been watching: Robin, Ramesh, and just like that. Very good. Okay. Um, I'm going to annoy you, James. I predict you shock me. Yes. Yeah, because one of the things I've been watching, I've watched, is a film. But hang on, it's Uh-oh. on Netflix. And it's like only it was only in cinemas. I don't think that counts. It was only in cinemas for a couple of days. But the the reason it's really annoying is it really the, the, how to tell the difference between a Netflix feature length TV documentary and a film is you know there's, it's gossamer thin the difference between the two. But the only slight, I think this was reviewed on the Empire podcast, so that's actually turns it more into a film because they covered it there probably because there wasn't much else on that week. I don't know. Anyway, what I'm talking about is the Wham documentary. Oh, uh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I think. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Is yeah. it? Yes, yes, it is. It's fine. I mean, yes. Everyone loves Wham. It's fine. It's a film, but carry on. It's a. Is it a good film? Is a question. Is, it's a documentary that is currently on television. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and this is a television podcast. It is brilliant. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the last person to make this point, but um, did you watch it for the Empire podcast? I did not. No. Um, clearly, someone they picked someone who knew something about public culture. I thought that was wise. That. Yes, <laughs> to review it. Um, it's just fantastic because it's really about the friendship between um, George Michael and Andrew Ridgely. Mm. And and overriding everything is, you know, how they managed to maintain that friendship right through up until the through beginning, middle and end of Wham! itself and beyond into George's solo career. And Andrew Ridgely is just this incredibly um, reasonable, smart, um, person who um, for him is much more important that he had that friendship with George Michael than anything else than you know him carrying on the band um, you know making loads more money how did they cetera. break up? they just kind of broke up because it, it became clear that really it was George who was writing all the songs George was singing all the songs you know it wasn't just wasn't much point to it really yeah. if you like and they but there both, wasn't a big fallout no they? absolutely not no they kind of by mutual agreement they just thought it's this is a George's thing that he is the performer he's the singer he's the songwriter did you, you say know. performer Maybe. Oh Apologies my god! It's, my, no, it's one performer. of my most hated things on X Factor. Do you remember when they say? Uh, well, I'm not. Yeah, most people just says it. Um, thinks actually the word is performer. 
<laughs> That's the difference. I said it at the slip yeah, of the it tongue. Yeah, mainly, I mean, I'm trying to think who it was, if it was Simon Cowell. I think it was Louis Walsh. Anyway, go on, Louis. Yeah. Carry on. Um, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, he was the performer. Um, so, but it's just, it's also brilliantly done because it uses, it's just, you don't see uh, anyone. It's just, it just uses archive recordings of George being interviewed and new recordings of, of Andrew being interviewed. But you don't see him. It's just all over great archive footage. And they use notebooks or, or kind of scrapbooks um, uh, kept by Andrew's mum all oh, the way wow. through their career from the start onwards. And then you see these wonderful um, notebooks that form the basis for the narrative of the thing. It's just a brilliant, brilliant um, piece of TV. How long <laughs> slash is it? Film. It's like 90 minutes, an hour and a half. Yeah, I think yeah. that counts. It's yeah, fine. Thank you. Um, thank you for your support for this difficult time. So <laughs> that's the most memorable thing I watched this week. I also watched through to the end of the available episodes of The After Party. There's nine. Oh, they haven't made them all available. No, that's the last unusual. one. Well, I think it's the reveal. I think it's not. It's. I think they've done it. A few, like Servant, I remember they didn't put the final episode up okay. until quite fairly close to when it was going to arrive. So I've watched all the nine, and the ninth episode is fantastic. That's in the style. You know, all, all the episodes are in the style of a different mm-hmm. um, genre. That's in Hitchcockian film style, particularly Vertigo, um, and it's and it's all about Elizabeth Perkins' character, who is the fu- kind of the funniest character in the whole thing. She's the mum. She? She's the mother. Mm. Oh, the, the snooty, mad mother. Yeah, yeah. Snooty mad mother. Hmm. And how she becomes mad <laughs> is the kind of theme of the episode. And it's just brilliantly done. And she's fucking hilarious. Um, and so, uh, I think this series is really, really good. It's really fun. Um, and uh, I'm not just saying it because I am hosting the Apple. Oh, event. here oh, we go. Here Whitehall. we freaking go. <laughs> yeah. Look. You're Drinking. doing so well then. Uh, well, you've got, to be, you've got to be transparent about these things, okay? I think you're fine. Um, yeah, so I watched. So that's what I've watched. I, I too, Boyd, have spent an awful lot of this week on the Apple Screeners portal. Oh. I have because Foundation. I have watched mm. every single episode, all ten hours wow. of this second season of Foundation, and oh my god, I loved it so much. <laughs> I can't even tell you. I think you should do a separate podcast on your own talking about it crucially you're just like one that you're not on I mean, right? yeah, yeah, he pretty yeah, that's much what I mean. has doesn't he I'm sure he's already done that he tried like, to do it on Pilot Plus and then I mm. you know. yeah I feel like I feel like I talked about this quite a lot on Pilot Plus so so I'm going to try and keep it relatively brief have you but, got the only doing a, a, a spoiler special with like uh, I, well there, obviously there's a lot going on in Hollywood at the moment but yes yeah. there there is some early discussions about trying to hopefully get David Escoya to come on and do a Foundation spoiler special uh, but there's a lot a lot a lot to unpack. I actually preferred this to the first season. I really yeah. did. Uh, I thought yeah, I thought it was incredibly watchable. I thought it was glorious. So yes, I enjoyed I enjoyed it a great deal. We we reviewed this in full on Pilot Plus. Kay loved it. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, if you weren't able to I listen to so that. I was so grumpy. Yeah. yeah. She, I, she was actually almost almost unprecedentedly grumpy yeah, about it. Yeah, I have to say, I kind of, I, I won't go as far to issue James with an apology, <laughs> but I would say the watching of it it wasn't the quality of the show. It was great. Yeah. It was more James insisting that I watched it, knowing how I'd feel about it. I mean, it. Just, but, but as you say that, it, 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 it was the, the show we were it. reviewing. It wasn't a special punishment for you. It, it was, was. It, it was. felt like that you it, were it like. Felt, I felt yeah. like I singled you out. Yeah. See, and I tried to do a nice thing by saying, "Oh no, Did okay, you? just just watch the first one. Watch the very first episode because you might enjoy that more than just jumping in season two. And that backfired horribly. Yeah. It was an yeah. hour and ten minutes. That's where it went wrong. Um, not for you. It wasn't. You only watched forty-five. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, a little bit less than. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Scandal. <laughs> yeah. You can never, ever, ever point a finger at me next time I fail James, to watch something. James, you failed to watch a show that we were all doing. That's fair. Because you just didn't want to watch I it. I did you sub it. in something else, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glad we got into this all over again. Yeah, yes. sorry. I'll uh, anyway, I've been watching Foundation and it has absolutely made my... Because so, obviously Foundation has been available on the Apple site for a while and it mm. took me a while to get to yeah, it. Yeah, you were a bit I was that. quite late getting to it, but mm. oh my God. I, was it too many it? episodes. It was, is it better than The Witcher? It was one of... Is it better? I mean... Oh, that's a difficult question to answer. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly more really ambitious uh, and more <laughs> epic and spectacular and lavish and bold and all of these words that you like. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. Coherent? I, coherent? I mean, it Let's is go. coherent. Is it? Is it accessible? No. Is no, it, it is. Oh, no, I know dense. that. It is dense. dense. It is the most mm. dense. Mm. It is It is the hardest of hard sci-fi and I love it. Uh, but yeah, so Foundation is what I have been watching. Um well, should we move on to the listener question, which I have in no way, I don't know, not prepared at well, all. Yeah, yeah, we'll shared with us. Uh, advance, no. Well, yes. Yeah. So, well, first of all, I should probably uh, give a big shout out to someone. So Emma, who, if you remember, initially wrote in to complain that I say, and this is absolutely true about a thousand times in every podcast. And then when I brought it up, she felt guilty. And then so, oh. and then she baked us brownies and sent them to the office. I didn't know that's the that's the reason. Like, yeah. I, I, you said it was someone who had maybe felt bad about something, but I didn't. That was such an innocuous thing she said. Yeah, she it wasn't felt like bad. the person who slagged us off in the podcast review. Yeah, if they, if they send you brownies, they're almost certainly poisoned. Uh, but you know, Emma sent us brownies. Delicious they were yeah, brownie and a blondie, a brownie and a blondie. Yeah. They were. Del- it was. I had yeah. the macadamia nut one, and honestly, I mean, first of all, they were ginormous, and so like that was very much appreciated. But it was it was really tasty. So yeah, thank I can't you very believe much. it when you shoved a whole one in your mouth in one go. That was, that was unnecessary. The best thing was they arrived when it was only me in the office. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I got first dibs and I, I did send a picture to the boys and I said, look, this is what's arrived. Because the picture is almost as good as the actual brownie. Yeah, so and then I yeah. left them some crumbs and it was you did. fine. Yeah. So yeah. What is it you s- keep saying in the podcast that, that she complained about? Uh, that I say, this is absolutely true. I say absolutely true a lot. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's your famous, it's my famously. It's my famously. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from I don't do the little chuckle when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I self-chuckle. No, I love a self-chuckle. No, the self-chuckle is the caught, worst. I've caught myself doing that a lot, actually, just having a little chuckle to my... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A bit of a self-chuckle. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Comes from the OG self-chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely shocking. Not. Absolutely shocking. Um, right. Oh, let me... also, wait, James. Yeah. Go on. While we're doing shout outs. Yeah, at this neat juncture, we should give a little shout out to Nick who um, stitched us that incredible, extraordinary, you would say, quilt. Yes, that's true. Nicole Tambush, who made us a pilot TV quilt, which we posted on social media. In fact, it was the very first thing I posted on threads. Was the oh, uh, no. was the quilt Historic. a pilot TV quilt that we had? An appropriate thread, thread. Uh, exactly. And there yes. are many threads in the pilot yeah. TV quilt. But it, it, someone has quilted us a pilot TV quilt. I never, I never thought I'd say that. It's words. amazing. It's like yeah. so intricately done. As a fellow um, crafter, oh, I wonder what you're saying. <laughs> a quilter. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just so you know, so expertly done, made with love. We really appreciated it. We actually put it across Boyd um, today. His like chair, a, like a like cape. A cape. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. So you might see that on the live show. And it has like the coloured test signal blocks on the other yeah, side yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. It's really so cool. It works on so many levels. It is really well designed, it has to be said. Yeah. So thank you, Nicole, for that. Yeah. That's, that's who's, who's actually going to have it? Well, I think we'll use it on a communal sofa when we watch something together. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get a communal TV watching sofa in the yeah. office. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to Can you imagine the, the argument over what we're going to watch? Yeah, foundation all day, every day. Yeah. Maybe we'll drape it across ourselves for the live um, episode. What, like, so instead of having like a table on stage, we'll just have a big yeah. bed. Yeah. With oh, the yeah, quilt on with it. scatter cushions on yeah. the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very relaxed. Under a quilt. It'll be like a John Lennon Yoko Ono yeah. style bedding. <laughs> 
Yeah. We're going to recreate that, but with you two. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'll take the picture. Fine. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Anything well, to get people into I'm the live show. All the things to look forward to when you come That's to the right. live show. Whilst eating cake. Yeah, we'll yeah. be eating cake. I mean, you shouldn't eat cake in bed, but sure, in this no. occasion we can do that. Mm. Eating cake under no, quilt. No crumbs on the quilt, though. No, no, no um, spillages. No, no quilt crumbs. Uh, okay, right. Shall we have a, a question type thing? Let me pull one out of the post bag. Michael Velez says, just to share that even though... It was a pain in the arse. I was finally able to subscribe to Pilot Plus. There you go. I'm glad you were able to do that, Michael. Bringing endorsement of the system. <laughs> but he also says, question for the postbag, what are your and the group's thoughts on the fact that there are so many shows like Warrior that are making companion podcasts for their shows? Because oh. this is the thing now, which often yeah. happens, where a show will good come question. out and there'll be an official companion Surely that's podcast. Just, that's mm. only a good thing. All the fans. I think so. Like, I really like them. I don't, I mean, I don't listen to most of them. In fact, I've, I've only listened to a couple of official ones. Oftentimes, things like the West Wing Weekly, mm-hmm. which are unofficial. Uh, and Ty and that guy, I guess, is kind of official ish, given that it's essentially the maker of the show that does it. One of them. Uh, but, um, but yeah, no, I think it's great because it, it takes you, takes you under the, you know, under the cover, under the hood, under, under everything. Under, under the, the cover. Under the, the quilt. Under the quilt of the show. So you can find out more about what's going yeah, on. Like, isn't isn't the point he's making? How do we feel that, you know, effectively it's kind of, Potentially pulling the rug or yeah, quilt, from pulling under the quilts from under us. As we oh, do, they're, they're trespassing on our yeah, turf. That's, is that... Oh, they can go fuck themselves. That's my response. <laughs> wow. I mean, so you go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fine, and next, like they can fuck themselves. <laughs> God, it's a roller coaster. No, because I thought it was more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I thought it was more about like you know the. Uh, prolific number of like a comp- you know companion podcasts and I was like well that's only a good thing because if yeah, you love the no, show but, but he's like, oh I, I, yeah no, no I'm pretty sure that's not. what he's alluding and I, to listen you cannot listen to any of them <laughs> <laughs> you should only come to pilot yeah, podcasts for all your TV wow. needs no 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 no. there's a middle ground <laughs> no there's not Boyd, there's not apparently not <laughs> there um, is no middle ground no it is interesting that the extent to which they get made, these and like the BBC doesn't quite a lot. The BBC mm. does has their own brand for them, which I've forgotten. Um, so they Is did it like, Soundcast. No, it's no, they did well, they did um, one for Line of Duty. I remember, um, and like kind of any mate, pretty much not all. Actually, even saying most of the major dramas, that's not true. They kind of maybe they're really really biggest shows. They do supporting podcasts for. All. They did one in, Inside Number Nine. They did a brilliant one for Inside Number Nine. Um, Rishi Smith and um, Steve Pemberton together would go into great detail about how they make each episode. But they didn't do one for the most recent series because they kind of I think it was a time issue. They just thought, oh, we, no, we won't we won't bother doing that. Which didn't make the fact that when I interviewed them, I felt slightly fresher, you know, it was, it was good I was providing more insights that weren't, wouldn't, mm. w- probably would be provided in their detailed podcasts they do themselves. So it is easy. It, and when we did like Mark Mylord for our our podcast for um, Succession, twice in fact, he was on the official Succession podcast mm. and I had to stop myself from listening to him on that so I didn't duplicate the questions and just cover the same old ground. It's a no-brainer to have these yeah. pods, right? Yeah, the Succession ones are really good as well, to be fair. Well, I listened to The Last of Us ones, all of the official oh, the Last, Last of Us, Us podcasts, yeah. which were again very good. But you know, we had Neil Druckmann, we had yeah, Craig yeah. Mazin, we had Bella Ramsey, we had Pedro Pascal on Pilot Plus. Oh yeah. So, you know, we covered it all already. Is there a foundation one? Have you checked? Uh, the fact, you know what? There probably is a foundation. Is, yeah. Oh my god, listen to that, actually. That's my weekend sorted. Yeah. I would like to issue an apology for my outburst. Okay, it's, it was a bit... A bit I know much. it came out of nowhere, but, you know... Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah. 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 For anyone who's sensitive to swearing, I apologise. Yes. Mm. Oh, I mean, we used to that for your <laughs> foul-mouthed tyrants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I have no, I have no huge pressing issue no. with them, to be perfectly honest with you. So that is fine. I have, a, I have a thing here from someone, and it says Swarm. 
So I think this is directed ah, at you, Boydie, because yes. you, you bigged up Swarm. I did. Uh, and this comes from Richard Cassidy. Richard says, uh, 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 is coming all the way from Melbourne, Australia. He said, listen to your rather dismissive and brief comments mm. relating to the Swarm. Boyd made a snobby and spoilerific <laughs> reference to worms. <laughs> I liked it. What are you talking about? I liked it. Which are quite important to the plot. I just avowed all eight episodes, and it is fantastic. Clever story, fresh young cast, beautiful scenery, and very good visual effects. Not quite elite sci-fi, but well worth your time. Hey, I think dig at you there as well. I have to say, I'm reeling. I I liked it. I said I liked it. I I can't remember. I remember the worms comment. The worms are quite funny, and I felt like that was. I'm sure we were told there were worms quite early on in the whole series. (laughs) By the way, so again, is it a spoiler? Is it the premise? Always the question. But I genuinely liked it. I totally agree with everything you said. So I I didn't. Oh, I must have. That's really bad. If I gave the impression I thought I was being snobby about it, far from far from it. If anything, you probably you probably misheard James being snobby about it just by the bar. I am certain that that was not the case. In fact, I think I wrote down must watch the swarm. Yeah. the listener has got it wrong, but then you've also deflected yeah. onto well, James. You know, got to deflect Quite it. the manoeuvre. You've got to deflect it somehow. Um, I think it is been taken off, has been taken off Sky Sci-Fi, I believe. Already? Annoyingly, yeah. What? Yeah. Is this, because they're, is this because they're putting it into like a, like a, they're going to sell the box out? I, or assume, is it... I assume so. But do you know what? You could I, I, A couple of people pointed out to me, because I said that The Last of Us yes. was coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, which it has, yes. and it's still on um, Sky, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so they didn't do that. So with Barry, they took the most recent season mm. off. They haven't done it with... And, and you can pay for it on iTunes mm. if you want. But but um, The Last of Us, you can pay for it in all kinds of ways. You can still watch it for free if, if you're a Sky Q or whatever subscriber. Um, so it's a bit complicated, the whole thing, yeah. So never again shall I assume that something's going to come off... <laughs> The thing. And you apologise for your overly harsh review of Swarm. <laughs> well, right. And your il- dismissive elitist comment yeah. about worms. Super Apparently. snob yeah. Worms. yeah, I hate worms. <laughs> worms are so shit. <laughs> that is the absolute full outline of the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Worms He's are doubled so down. shit. He's doubled down on the worms. Well, that was something of a listener question. Uh, if you would like your comments or, you know, criticisms of Boyd's reviewing technique, <laughs> yeah, read out on either so this, this or on Pilot Plus. All of us can... <laughs> Feel free to message us via DM on Twitter or Instagram at Pilot TV Pod or to me directly on Instagram at James C. Dyer. It's time now for news. And I would say, I mean, we covered this on the Empire podcast, but in case you didn't listen to this, uh, we are, as we record this on Thursday, we are Thursday, the 13th of July. And SAG AFTRA, the Screen Actors Guild, is poised to strike bringing the whole of Hollywood to a standstill. The WGA, the Writers Guild of America, are already on strike. But with the actors on strike as well, everyone basically has to down tools. So this looks like it will come into effect this evening. By the time we go out, I'm sure it will be in full effect, which basically means... I'm going to start digging into Game of Thrones. I mean, genuinely, it's going to be rewatches and reality TV. That's all that's going to exist because, uh, yeah, no one can do anything. So this is quite a quite a big thing. Yeah, it's disturbing. I mean, it will it will have big ripples for schedules going forward, both on the big and the small screen, because obviously everything will stop uh, stop production. So depending on how long this lasts, depends on what it will do to the schedules long term. Uh, but yeah, it's it's quite a thing. Obviously, the the you know the issues around this are largely residuals on streaming services, which actors and writers, in fact, don't believe are giving them fair shakes, and frankly, they're right. Uh, and also AI and how that will you know, move forward both from a writing and from an acting point of view. Like if if uh, if Joan is awful taught us anything, it's that AI and TV do not mix. Mm. So um interesting times, guys. Mm. What's in uh, what is what will be interesting is the extent to which it affects British 
um, actors. True, because presumably every British actor who has worked in the US is a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Well, I don't know about that because I think they're definitely members of the of the equity, of equity yeah. the Actors Union. I think that might be. I don't, I'm not sure if you have to join the Screen Actors Guild as well. I, I would have thought if you're to... in America in an American production, you'd need to be. I don't know. Do you know what? I've no I don't idea. Know either. I would assume that a lot of them, at the very least, will have Screen Actors Guild membership there. There's actually there's actually union law, British union law, that prevents. Um, equity from having any kind of supporting strike for the American union. So that is forbidden. So equity, the British actors can't go on strike in support, put it basically. Good. Well, if they, I think if they're taking part in an American production anyway, yeah. it's going to be... So then also the lines between a UK and a US production are kind of blurred, right? Like what? Yeah, they're co-productions. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And in fact, the head of Channel 4 talks about how um, some of his, some of Channel 4's co-productions with like HBO or Netflix or whatever have had to be, have had to be stopped anyway because yeah. of the writer's strike. So they will be fed. I think any co-production or American production that has British people in it will be affected but any absolutely British productions mm. won't be affected but they'll they'll carry on so it's you know it's not it's not the end of the world for British so we're going TV. full ITV from next week onwards is what yeah, we're saying you'll love it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's your dream your it's my dream yeah. reality um, and ITV exactly uh, but it's a, it's a fast the other interesting thing is is that I, I think I don't think they're allowed to do publicity either are they so, no they're not well this uh, is so today is the day of the Oppenheimer premiere and they've moved the premiere red carpet forward an hour right it's because there's, the, the whole strike is being rubber stanked this afternoon yeah uh, they've moved it forward so that the stars can do the premiere yeah. because there oh, is a wow. point in the premiere they will have to walk out because <sighs> insane, the strike yeah. will start yeah it's mad wow. I mean that yeah, is it, mad. It better not affect our interviews for a murder at the end of the world coming soon. From, well, um, frankly, Rick Marling and Selma Manage. I'll be absolutely furious, Kay. Mm. No, obviously, but then I'm in favour of the strike. I'm in favour of the strike. Don't get me wrong. Concerns. I'm not going to break the well, strike. Presumably, they'd have problems already because the writer's strike would mean that as creatives, they really like doing interviews as writers is tricky already. So the whole thing is is yeah. quite fraught because certain showrunners that we've have pulled out of interviews because mm. they are writers first yeah. and foremost and as a WGA or on strike they don't feel they should be doing you know press rightly mm. so uh, so yeah it's it's just just directors we can only speak to directors basically nightmare. because the DGA have made a deal so mm. wow it's terrific yeah it's going to be interesting times so yeah we'll see what happens so I hope you enjoyed that Tiffany Haddish interview might be the last one for a while uh, <laughs> on to Cheerio News please on to Cheerio News shall we talk about the Emmys and yes. some of the curveballs that came our way in this now I uh my, I mean, I've got a couple of bets about the Emmys. Uh, only a couple? Only a couple. Only No, I've got a few. I've got a few. But uh, can we just talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi? I mentioned this on the Empire podcast because I kind of felt I had to. The, uh, so Obi-Wan Kenobi was shortlisted for, hang on, let me get the exact name of the title. It's Best Limited or Anthology Series, hmm. which kind of blows my mind slightly <laughs> because it wasn't very good. And so... I, I'm a little bit baffled by that because it got some technical nominations I'm totally on board for, but I just felt... What? Yeah, it's weird. I agree. What is it up against? It's, it's up, up against, against Beef, Dharma, yeah. Daisy Jones and the Six, and Fleischman is in trouble. Was it a particularly thin year for limited series, I wonder? Well, I wouldn't have thought like it, so. Yeah, it feels like it is, maybe. Um, because it is insane that that has been nominated, it has to be said. I've got a couple of other bugbears we'll get to. Should we go through these bit category mm. by category yeah, and I need chat to, about them? Yeah, I need to say something first, though, which All is right. that I uh, skimmed through the list of nominations when they came out very quickly, and I was looking to see if Hooray Seahorn, I was looking to see if she'd been nominated, Kay, for her brilliant role, of course, in Better Call Saul, and I looked, glanced at the Best Actress in a Drama Series, and she wasn't there, so I took to Twitter. Oh, Lord. Oh, like, no. yes. And I was boyd, like, Ray Seahorn, Ray Seahorn, in capital. 
capital letters, exclamation mark, no oh Ray Seahorn, hashtag Emmys. Oh, God. And of course, one second later, oh. one of our many, many listeners uh, pointed out that she had been nominated yes. in the Best Supporting Actress yes. category. But thank God they for... pointed out so it wasn't list, you know, up there for <laughs> days and you're looking like a doofus. Oh, it was never good. These things never, ever go <laughs> Did you then long. go back and immediately delete the Well, tweet? then you had the dilemma. It's the classic dilemma. So because like, it, it took about 30 seconds for about 10 people to tell me, <laughs> some of them in kind of like, not, some of them in, in a like very, like, yeah, it's ridiculous that she's in Best Supporting Actress anyway. Oh, well done. Because I do think that's true. Yeah. I mean, she's, of course she's a fucking lead actress in that show. Nice recovery, Boyd. Thank you. <laughs> um, so then I responded to a couple of those, going, yeah, it's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And then I retweeted myself saying, oh, sorry, she is in, has been nominated, as you were. And then I thought, I've got to delete the original post because people still look at the original one without seeing the next one. So I just fucking deleted it. Anyway, that was my Emmy's <laughs> hell of the week. <laughs> sorry, <Which> Boyd. Surely <laughs> takes precedence over anyone, any snubs, over any other snubs or anything like the fact that, you know, Harrison Ford didn't get nominated, mm. which was a surprise. Yeah. Everyone thought he would. I mean, there were quite a few, quite a few surprises yeah. here. Should we, should we go through? So best, best drama let's series. Let's go through all 87 let's categories. Go. Well, okay, we'll skip some of them because there really are a lot. <laughs> but best drama series and or, yes, Better Call Saul, yes. again, yes. The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, woo! Succession, <laughs> yes. The White Lotus. Absolutely. Yellow Jackets! No fucking way. <laughs> what is that? I mean... That's crazy. Is that season one or season This two, is what though? I was trying to it work out. season one. Do you think they meant season one? Because season one is, all right, fine. I'll let, um, I'll let season them. one was okay. Yeah. It was, I season one was enjoyed good. It, yeah. yeah, it was good. Season two was... Went off the boil. Yeah. I think it might actually be season two. Yeah. I right, mean, that, then it can get the, off that yeah. list. That's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking banana crackers, yes, that is. thank you, James. I was thinking <laughs> that's it, you cuckoo said bomb yes, all the way. Exactly. I'm, 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 get no. off the list, yeah. Yellow Jackets. Absolutely not. You do not belong. All right, while we're on the subject of drama series, best actor in a drama series, Jeff Bridges, The Old Man. Yes. Brian Cox, Succession. Mm. Kieran Culkin, yes. Succession. Jeremy Strong, vote. Succession. Bob Odenkirk, hooray. Better Call Saul and the daddy himself, Pedro Pascal, The Last of Us. I'm backing Kieran Strong category. Really? What about you? Yeah. Bold. I know, because Brian um, obviously ledge, but I just think his performance in that last series was I, it's, I, incredible. I feel like it's got to be Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Bob, Bobo. Bobo. <laughs> Bobo. Bobo. It's got to be Bobo. Bobo. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know. Someone's message said to me, oh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous that Brian Cox is nominated because <laughs> he's, he's not in it much. That's uh, not, not an unfair point. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, I keep getting people complaining about that particular spoiler, by the way. So you doubled down. So, yeah, I doubled down. <laughs> So, you know, it might be him because he's such a, people love him in that role. It's such a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a, I mean, that's, that's a wide open category for everyone yeah. else. Yeah. Best actress in a drama series, Sharon Horgan, Bad Sisters. Yes. Melanie Linsky, Yellow Jackets. Elizabeth Moss, Handmaid's Tale. Bella Ramsey, Last of Us. Kerry Russell, The Diplomats. And Sarah Snook for Succession. Ooh. Yeah, Kerry Russell's fun. Good to yeah. see her in there. Tough category, actually. Yeah. There's more succession goodness in uh, supporting actor, obviously. Nicholas Braun is in there. Uh, Alan Ruck is in there as well. Alexander Skarsgård also in there too. And Matthew. Uh, oh, and Matthew. Matthew. Yeah, all of them. It's yeah. basically everyone. <laughs> everyone. There. And anyone who isn't in succession, genuinely, this is absolutely true. In Best Supporting Actor, the only people not in succession are in the White Lotus. Mm. Yeah. It is just it's two shows. Yeah, it's F, F. Murray Abraham, Michael Imperioli. Um, who else is in there? Theo James is in there. Will Sharp is in there. So it is just a two-horse race. I feel yes. like this belongs to Matthew. I think he's going to get it. Should it should do. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. Best Supporting Actress is almost a White Lotus as well. Jennifer Coolidge, Megan Faye, uh, who else is in there? Sabrina Impaciatori. Aubrey Plaza. 
Uh, Aubrey Plaza, yes, of course. Simona Tabasco. Uh, a lot of people in there as well. And Jay Cameron Smith, obviously from Secession, in there too. And some Crown stuff. Uh, and Ray, Ray Eon, unless we forget, who was, in fact, nominated for an Emmy, yes. Boyd Hilton. Uh, FYI, she was nominated, yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my new... I've got a, I've got beef. I've got Here more beef. Go. Come on. And is my beef, beef? My, well, kind of. It's for, My beef is with the original beef of Chicago Town Ooh, because okay. The Bear is nominated for Best Comedy Series. And call me unconventional... I don't think it's a comedy. Yeah. Call you unconventionable. <laughs> Call me unconventionable. We I, will. I am okay. un- unconventionable. Yeah. I don't know where that word came no. from. Call me, I don't know. And call, even unconventional. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right yeah, yeah. I don't know what word I'm saying. Controversial, you Controversial? Yeah, yes, that's yes, the word I'm looking for. Con- call me controversial. Yeah, I'm staying in. Keep yeah. it in, I don't care. Call me controversial. <laughs> I'm controversial. <laughs> yeah. But the bear's not a fucking comedy. Well, I this, agree actually with James. It's a drama. It's an incredibly stressful drama that is also funny. There are moments of of funny but I don't classify this as a comedy yeah it's a big question it's not it's not boys. it's <laughs> it not well I mean they fucking no, but it this as a comedy is, this so, is strategic you know. bullshit isn't it Where they, you remember oh. when The Martian and we talked about this on Empire you remember The Martian went up for best musical or comedy for the uh, for the Golden Globes yes. and you're like what the fuck <laughs> that was, there was neither singing nor a lot of jokes in it uh, that was yeah there was a running joke about him listening to music or something, wasn't there? Oh, that, that. Anyway, yeah. um, I I can see why. I'm going to slightly defend the bear um, people for putting it in the comedy category. It's a half hour show. Sometimes episodes even aren't even a half hour. They're like 25 minutes. Mm. Um, and it's kind of, I think you're meant to find the general what's going on thing <laughs> funny. Like it is a funny thing. A, a is large, it? Yeah. Okay. I think is so. it more stressful? or less funny than The White Lotus? Which is in drama. Uh, about the same, probably, yeah. But the white, it, uh, running time, I know it shouldn't have an effect on these things, but it does. Like Because the, the White Lotus is an hour-long show. It just, has, it just feels I mean, different. the reality of this is, surely, That's is that stupid. they took a look at it and thought, with the White Lotus and Succession there, yeah. we are yeah. fucked. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, denying yeah. that. So they've just said, let's go for comedy because it, the field is more open. Is it nominated but in any other categories? Maybe, yeah, it's got loads of nominations. Okay. No, no, but it didn't, they didn't put it in for drama. They right. pick one. Like, so they yeah, put it in you for have comedy. to pick one, yeah. So, so it's up there. So it's The Bear, Barry, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and Wednesday. It's a strong category. Jury duty. I is suppose it's that... technically scripted. It, it is, yeah. So, I mean, that's but that feels one, yeah. weird to me. The well, one you, where you they got, it, yeah, you? Um, and it's all like them <laughs> yeah. confusing the... Because it's, it's kind of a reality show with a scripted backbone. Yeah, I don't think that belongs in it, comedy series. It's a hybrid. Well, if you see it, you'll see why. I think it's fine. I think right. it's fine. How yeah. many times boy, boy, did you laugh? Yeah. Uh, quite yeah. a few. Well, you know, I don't laugh anyway. I never <laughs> like, laugh out loud. Inside. Inwardly, I laughed a lot. No, no, no. Inwardly, dead inside. All right. Best actress in a comedy series. Christina Applegate, dead to me. Rachel Brosnahan, the marvellous Mrs. Maisel. Quinta Brunson, Abbott Elementary. Natasha. Leon for Poker Face and Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. I'm happy Quinter's on there because, as you know, I'm a big fan of Abbott you Elementary. So. Best actor in a comedy series, Bill Hader for Barry. Although it's questionable whether Barry's still a comedy by well, the end. Well, that's the same for loads of these no, things. But Barry, I Barry, Ted, Ted Lasso? Well, we, yeah, Barry and Ted Lasso, I, I'll, I'll let them off. I'll let them off. They're fine. <laughs> Martin Short, only murders Everyone, in the building. Everyone, James has let you off. <laughs> Jason Siegel for Shrinking. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Again, not a comedy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Evan Moss Backrack is also in for Best Supporting Actor for a comedy series as well. So, uh, And uh, Ayo Edibiri for uh, Best Supporting Actress. So, you know, they're all wrong, but well-deserved, but also wrong at the same time. Best Limited or Anthology series we've kind of covered. We probably don't want to go through all of the rest of these, including the various writing and whatnot things, but you can well, let's find go them. let the craft categories. 
you know, like, craft services categories. <laughs> Best spring rolls goes to the bear. I'd be interested um, in that. You know, I like Snapchat. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, go on then, Boydie. Which one would you like to to do as well? Oh no! I, well, I, do you know what I was going to say was that um, inter- the stats on who got the most nominations are interesting as oh, well because yeah. that's what you haven't said. The big headline is that Succession's got twenty-seven. Yes, an extraordinary. But then, didn't The Last of Us come very close to that? Second was The Last of Us, correct? With twenty-four, tied jointly with uh, White Lotus. Yes, White Lotus. Tether, so fourth. 21. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, fifth. I mean, that shows you that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to keep saying this. Mm. I'm going to have to go back and watch. Well, now they're on strike. Might as well start rewatching. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's going to be a steady stream of finished I shows. I know, but we've got, listen, we've got to hunker down. We've got to get ready. All right. I'll hunker down with Mrs. Hunker Maisel. Down. Mm. Um, okay, I'll send over foundation episodes for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I then, might do Game of Thrones for real. Then the bear. Then beef. It's funny at Beef and the Bear, because of course the, the restaurant in the Bear is known it's, as Beef. We'll, see, we'll get onto this a little bit later, but yes, absolutely. Uh, Dharma, Jeffrey Dharma, Dharma hyphen monster, colon the Jeffrey Dharma story. Yeah. The most ridiculously tied program <laughs> in the history of television. Got the got got the same amount of nominations as the Bear and Beef. Then Wednesday, Barry only murders in the building. So yeah. HBO is the overall winner, yes. isn't it? Yes, that's yeah. true. Yes. So HBO they're, they're, they've got nothing to complain about. Yeah. Yeah, they've uh, got hundreds twenty seven. Nomination. Would you wow. mention that uh, Poker Face did not get nominated for Best mm. Drama or Best Comedy? Uh, Steve Martin didn't get an Only Murders in the Building nomination, which people thought that he probably would as well. Um, yeah. What else was a surprise in there? I don't think people expected Daisy Jones and the Six to turn up mm. there. So that was a surprise. Yeah, that yeah, did that's pretty well. Um, but, and also, Fleischmann the, the Crown trouble. got six nominations, which yeah. I think again, is less than it would normally get. So that maybe felt like a little bit of a surprise. Harrison Ford, as you mentioned, didn't get anything. In fact, I would say generally, like, you know, the t- Taylor Sheridan may essentially own television at the moment, but Yellowstone and 1923 were... Yeah, know, people have accused... Like, people have accused them of snobbery. Yeah, a little the, bit of snobbery. Uh, the Academy. But of... it can't be that snobby if they fucking nominated Obi-Wan Kenobi, so... Oh, well, yeah, that's um, true. I like this stat, though. Guess which show got the same number of nominations as Better Call Saul, which is seven in total. RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, Both. Take that, seven. James. Yeah. So, Shove you know, that in your pipe. Really, Better Call Saul is one of the well, greatest TV shows of all, yeah. all time, and apparently so is RuPaul's Drag well, Race. Well, you know what it didn't get nominated? The Go Traitors. Oh. Uh, uh, no, but I think... Mm. I wonder if it was, yeah, eligible. Well, I, people seem to be surprised that it wasn't... I'll tell you what also didn't US, get nominated. No, they're talking about US Traitors, Yeah, right? US Traitors. Yeah, 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 US so UK yeah. Traitors, Oh, no, UK like, wouldn't, be, surpass, wouldn't yeah. be. But Stranger Things only got six. People were quite up in arms about that. Welcome to Rexham. Same got same num- same number of nominations. The uh, oh, Stanley Fulker. Tucci nominated for Searching for Italy, outstanding hosted yeah. non-fiction yeah. series or special. Very happy about that. Catchy title that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it being printed on the thing? Takes up most of space. Well, that's quite enough. I yeah, think we've, I think, we've yeah. been through the Emmys in some yeah. detail. Now, the question, of course, is when the Emmys will happen. Because of all the strikes, they're thinking of pushing it way back to the end of the year. It was going to be in September. Mm. That's now talking of December or beyond. So Christ knows it will even happen this year. So we, we may be a yeah. while before we find out who actually won these things. So, yeah. Well, we can all start working through the list of anything we haven't watched. We, we can. be ready. I swear to God, like if you are going to start watching Game of Thrones, you're going to have to do it for the podcast and you're going to have to do it week by week and we're going to have to <laughs> break it out on Pilot Plus. It's going to have to become a feature. So, you know. Okay, well, I'll think about that. Game so of also, Thrones, as has been suggested. I also want to continue. I wanted us to do uh, The Bear. We're still doing We're hijack. still doing Hijack. Wow. We are doing Hijack. Do, do you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to jump in right now and do a big old plug for Pilot Plus, which yeah. you should subscribe to right uh, now. Yeah. Uh, go to emperonline.com slash Pilot TV. I just don't think that's the URL. Anyway, you can find it. Oh my gosh. Uh, 
yeah. it's, starting, it's, these, it's probably starting these proclamations and <laughs> yeah. only half knowing the facts like buy a ticket for this thing it costs maybe £14 <laughs> come, come subscribe Look, at maybe I, I don't know dot com I never said had all the information but for more gold like this do subscribe to Pilot TV Plus uh, we would very much like to have you on there if you know only to keep us all in work we are currently doing weekly mm. discussions on Apple's hijack which is very very exciting uh, and we'll be doing and, you I'm know, loving these spoiler specials at the moment there you like, go yeah, it's I great really and, and it. we do fascinating brilliant you know anthropological things like making K-Watch Foundation which I think oh. is valuable to mm. everyone Honestly. and society mm. that's a hate so crime that's, uh, right there. That, that, that's great <laughs> Right. Any other news? What else happened in news? I mean, those two things are pretty big things, but I'm sure something else happened at some point, big, somewhere. Big, big news in the Agatha Christie world. <laughs> Murder is Easy has been announced as the next major adaptation of um, one of Agatha Christie's novels. Um, it's been made by Mammoth Screen. The names that have been mentioned are David jo- Johnson, Sinead Matthews, Penelope Wilton, Tom Riley, Mark Bonner. Um, who else got? Tamsin Althwaite. John Pointing, who we love from Big Boys and mm. Plebs. Um, and yeah, loads of amazing people. So I, I particularly, as you know, a massive AC fan, is excited for that. Oh, some documentary news. Actually, someone tweeted us and said about us doing more documentaries or talking about documentaries more. So in doco news, we've got uh, The Supermodels is set to premiere on Apple TV Plus on the 20th of September and it will feature exclusive access to iconic supermodels Naomi Campbell, Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista and Christy Turlington. Am I right? Have, did you interview um, Naomi Campbell? Was that Lucy? Someone interviewed her, I think, for Heat. Uh, we did interview her. Um, it wasn't me. I remember going to an event for that, it was the TV show she was plugging, which mm. where she it was like a was kind it of fashion. Swan? No, yeah, something like that. Maybe I remember she had I had dinner effectively like if she was on my oh table. Oh my god, lucky! I had yeah, dinner I had with Naomi Campbell. With Larry Campbell, but I didn't do the interview. I don't think anyway. <laughs> I completely forgot. What did you um, have for dinner? Um, well, good question, James. I mean, this is like fifteen years ago, so I think I salmon. Can't remember, it was nice. It was probably maybe it was salmon or chicken. Mm. Quite likely to be. Chicken. Did you Very make her, Did you make her blondies? I didn't make a blondies. No, I don't know. No, no fucking shot there. Steady. Um, but I'm excited about that documentary series. It's a good oh, idea. Yeah. Supermodels. Yeah. yeah. I think they all appeared in talking of George Michael and his freedom video as well. Yeah, they did. Directed by uh, David Fincher. Ah, yeah. Classic. Famously. Um, Famously. And an- love. <laughs> another documentary, Stephen Curry, underrated, will launch on 21st of July. Also, I think on Apple TV Plus. And I didn't know, actually, I'm going to be admit, I didn't know who Stephen Curry was. But apparently, he is one of the most influential, dynamic, and unexpected players in the history of basketball. Um, and I actually like some b-ball myself, so I will be watching that. We don't like it that much, otherwise you've heard of it. <laughs> I know, I don't follow avidly. I'm constantly looking to educate myself about the sport boys. Is that a series or a one-off documentary? Do you know? Uh, I think it's... I do know. I was about to say, I think it's... I have no clue. I don't know why I'm weighing in on this. I don't have any clue. No, but if it's a series, then, you know, we should do more um, uh, documentary reviews. Maybe we'll have to... Please, boy, please can (laughs) we do a basketball documentary? It may come to that. You're You're absolutely right. It may come to that. Why are you being a knob about it? We're definitely going to do series two of Welcome to Rexham, by the way. Oh, Oh, yes. um, I love that. Did we do series one of Welcome to Rexham? I I don't think we did. No, not enough. I talked about it because I refused to be shackled by your, you know, snobbish dictator laws um, yeah. putting the dick in dictator right yeah mm. we're getting a t-shirt for that for the live show for you <laughs> yeah. and you will wear it as penance for me having to watch foundation fair enough uh, so while we're talking about shows that I love the boys spin off Gen V has got a kind of window for release that's coming to Prime Video in September mm. so I'm pretty psyched about that will there be exploding penises in the first episode oh, we gosh. can but hope you have you ever watched the boys Kay no it's, it's, it's a lot is what I'm going to really? say it's a lot in what way 
Well, well, it's a exploding penis the exploding here. penis in the first episode yeah. of the most that recent season. That seems like an episode exploding just like that. Giant yeah. penis. <laughs> you heard me talk about Harry and his yeah. sphincter. Actually, there's a lot of sphincter, yeah. They built, a giant, they built an actual giant prosthetic penis for yes. the first episode of season three. What's the name of that thing? So the urethra, is that, yeah. is that the thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 urethra and it goes to yeah. the urethra. Yeah. yeah, it was urethra-based horror. If they built that, they should. when they have a launch, they should have that as a figure piece. I think they might have done so. That would be cool. I think people, yeah. I remember of the big thing they built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids will get pictures with the gram, yeah. It was upsetting. Is that all news? Um, I was just going to quit. You know I like a Netflix um, ratings list. Um, just to, and you'll like this because they've just uh, unleashed their top tens for the week of the third of July, and The Witcher straight in at number one with 13 million eight hundred thousand views apparently. <laughs> and that's just me. <laughs> Mainly mm. from James. But number guess what number two is? So The Witcher's number oh one. Oh my gosh! Please say it's false profile. <laughs> Oh no, that is in there. That's oh really? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, F- that's the Spanish fake profile. Fake profile. Fake profile. Eight, yeah. Don't even know eight. the name. Yeah. No, because in Spanish it's falsa. So I was uh, like, you know. is it falsa profile? Uh, no, <laughs> those... profile. Yeah, that's my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, um, where is it on the list? Uh, uh, that's number eight on Ooh, the global, not too shabby. on the non-English list. Um, but number two in the in the list is the Lincoln Lawyer season two. Is it? Yeah, so it just shows you. you I know, see like, the Lincoln Lawyer yeah. which, which was such a, an astonishingly three star show. Like yes. it was fine. It was nothing yes. wrong with it. Totally it was just fine. like Meh. sometimes fine is what people want. Yeah. So. I mean it's not a gourmet ham. That's just a burger. No. It's people just do, a burger. I'm telling you people when they just want to relax they want to know you know just to watch something that's easy to watch yeah. fine is yeah. more than the, fine. Just yeah. watch The Diplomat again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would like to do that. Yeah. Um, and my favourite thing, though, is it, at number four, it is, uh, talking of easy easy viewing, Is It Cake? Is It Cake 2? <laughs> Which is, as everyone knows, one of the greatest TV shows. You mean, I my, I picked Cake. Hey, you've got to read Cake more closely, which is what you both work for, because I picked it in my top three recently. Is It Cake? As James How many knows, stars did you give the preview, well. Boydie? Uh, we don't give star ratings in the top. If it's in the top three, it just indicates. It indicates. Yeah. Is it automatically it's, a five star preview? Pretty much. Right, four okay. or five. Four yeah, or five. Yeah. Is It Cake is the astonishing show. You must have seen it. I think they so. talked about it I on Celebrity Gogglebox on I'm Friday. I'm astonished that Kay isn't an yeah. avid viewer I know. of this. It's right up our I know. Alley. We could, we could, we could make, change the rules. Oh of my the god! Oh my god! Yes. It's the next level next thing. Level. It's not just. What? It's not just. Yeah. It's not just. We're not just going to make cake. It's going to be is, is it, it cake? cake on stage yeah. in the live show? Yeah. Oh no! Unfortunately, I... boy, the answer to all three would just be no. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. True. Yeah, the answer would be this isn't even edible. Anyway, they are cakes, which are. Absolute photographically lifelike of oh, wow. objects, and you have to, and they, you basically they unveil a set if you like. It might be your living room. I and, do know and, the show. Yeah, yeah, some of the items in it are cake. Yeah, and it's astonishing how brilliant. So, they it are. like it like if we did this podcast, and then Boydie was unusually quiet, and yeah. then I cut into him, and he was red velvet, <laughs> oh and it was God, like, is he cake? Be... Yes, he's cake. Yeah. Please, yeah. someone make a cake version of Boyd's head. No, <laughs> come on. We don't need that. Do you know what? Actually, when when films or TV, big TV shows are released, often we used to get PRs used to send in. Do you remember the lifelike cakes we had, where it was like really bloody skulls and stuff oh, like yeah, that? Yeah, Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah stuff like that. There's yeah. a real yeah, Takes that, that to it. a new whole new world. Yeah, mm. these are like extraordinary. But if someone could do Boyd's face, that'd be brilliant. Mm. Yeah. So is it cake? Is, is it cake? Four in the Netflix chart? That's my news <laughs> for today. Okay. Then, you're not going to find any news more interesting than that. <laughs> no, I think that signifies. I am telling you the end of news. Yeah. Uh, all right. Fine. Let's move on to this week's reviews and let's begin. With the bear, because the bear is back, admittedly, a few weeks after the US, but at least we're doing better than season one. And this sees the return of Kami and the gang, not in the original beef of Chicagoland, but finally in their all-new restaurant endeavour, The Bear. 
Yes, because it only took until the final episode of season one to probably get a grip on the show's title. Uh, who better to review the bear than our very own Maiden Fair? <laughs> it's not Boyd, it's Kay. Oh, I thought you were going to do the obvious joke. Oh, and just Kay. say, it's Boyd Hilton. No, but Kay Ribeiro. Oh, oh I see. Do, do you you've know let what? Down. That sailed right past no, me. You've let yourself wow. down. Kay Ribeiro. Okay. Oh, that's good. Well done. That's good. Right, let's, let's pretend I didn't do it. Right, let's pretend it. No. Right, I'm going to do it again as if I know it. Right, ready? Everyone pretend. Be surprised. Pretend. Go on. It's Kay. Ribeiro. Do your fake chuckle. Good gag. <laughs> there you go. See, brilliant. brilliant. It's like that yeah. script. It's like I got it first time. Mm. Fabulous. Yes. So this second season, as James mentioned, is about the guys sort of like demolishing the original restaurant and making the new restaurant, the Bear, and working out how the hell they're going to pay for it. At the end, do we talk about the last season? Is it spoilery? Well, no, I, they I came mean, into money. Yeah, they came into money. They came yes. into money. Um, they were really struggling. They were like working incredibly hard. Like the basically, if any you haven't seen the show, it's full of stressful scenes set in a kitchen. Yeah, it's not which, a fucking comedy. No, but yeah. uh, it's, it's a funny <laughs> elements, not a comedy. Um, and it's about how stressful it is trying to maintain and keep open this restaurant that belonged to Carmi's brother who passed away. And at the end of the season, they um, came into money. And he decided he wanted just to completely renovate the restaurant and open up the bear in its place. And as this season opens, it's about them trying to work out the logistics of that and how much it's actually going to cost. Because even though they've come into money, is it enough for all the things that need to be done? Because this is quite an old restaurant. There's lots of like permits and planning permissions and regulations and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, that's where we find them. Um, Kami, Sydney, Richie, and all of the gang are there. And it, I think... I can't really remember the beginning of the first series, so maybe they did this as well. But I feel like it's got a, just a different vibe to it in terms of when it began, when this episode began. It was had this like sort of musical intro, which felt very like this is not Bruce quite right. In the range, you mean? Yeah, and it, but yeah. it felt a bit like cheer. You know, when it starts off with all the music, and it's kind of like mm. nostalgic, and you know, the it's like an homage to Chicago, and it just felt really like almost not schmaltzy, but you know, it's very like ah oh, heartwarming and sweet. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is taking a different vibe. But then when it goes into the kitchen, you know, once again, it's the the bear you know and love, um, the beef you know and love. No, what the bear? The bear we know and love. <laughs> yeah, the beef, beef is the beef is gone. Long live the beef is dead. Long live yeah, the bear. The beef uh, is gone. Yeah. Um, but I just do you know what? I just love these characters. So so much because they're so textured and flawed and relatable in ways and I enjoy the chemistry between Kami and Sydney but also Sydney and Richie they've just got this dynamic and I can't work out you know if anything's going to develop between any of them which I also like in a very basic way yeah I hope not too but I like a suggestion of it and I think the suggestion is between Sydney and Richie because they have a very really? yeah they have a very explosive relationship in the first series like really intense like they hate each other but you know hate and love very close to the spectrum you think it's a Sam and Diane situation possibly who mm, knows interesting um but there are no weak characters so even the minor players yeah. or the less you know major players yeah they they're just as important and they are as well developed so you know you really care about them Marcus in the first episode his mum is unwell you care about what happens to her and Tina who I really like and good stuff happens with her so yeah yes I'm Jeff <laughs> yes Jeff um, I'm just I am very happy that this show is back also this first episode of this second season mm. <laughs> the restaurant isn't even open and it's still incredibly stressful yeah, right <laughs> oh yeah but it's even more stressful because yeah. they have to they've got a limited time they've got a couple of months that's to get right this, to get uh, up and running in theory five star cordon bleu eatery yeah up and running and completely transform the frankly 
bit of a shithole that the that <laughs> delicious the, food though yeah, delicious shithole they yeah. discovered quite how quite how dirty and <laughs> tawdry the whole place is in the course of this the first few episodes of the series yeah no, it's, it's 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 super stressful this is just I think they've really stepped up series I mean series one was brilliant yeah. series one was one of the great kind of joys surprise treats of last year but series two is, is better I, think. I, I agree and yeah. um, I think it's already like I watched the first I've now watched the first six episodes. Yeah. Oh, I watched the first gosh, four. You, you need yeah. to like, you know, what? not binge it. No, what? it's all going out in one go. So this is interesting. Um, fans of me complaining about um, uh, review embargoes, right? <laughs> so the they sent us the first four episodes initially. So it's all going out on Wednesday on Disney+. Did they, Plus, boy, yeah. did they send go. us the first four? Yeah, well, they said most of us. of us. It's the first four, mm. um, and it's all been—it's all been on in America already it on has, Hulu. Yeah. Hulu, um, and I said it was. I someone corrected me. I said, you know, it, it got it went out weekly, but they waited to put it out here. And I go, no, it went out all in one go in America as well. So you can binge on it, sh- should you? And you and it is incredibly addictive, which is why. So I literally went through the first four like that, and um, episode four is that one I mentioned a couple of weeks ago when I talked about how I've been watching this, mm. spending a lot of time watching this. Oh, with the cameo with yeah. As I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Will Porter was in it. I think I really sp- spoiled that bit anyway in that episode. You did. Um, fine. Uh, do we have any complaints? Maybe. Um, <laughs> Ooh, he's, but there, there are, there are an, There's an amazing array of incredible uh, guest stars in this series. And because people, you can complain with or not, it's a spoiler or not, so I won't mention them because I don't want to get any more complaints and Jem, Jem, James is all stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm, getting, what, James, I'm getting beaten up with passive aggression James, now. <laughs> what's yeah. more stressful to you, watching the bear or dealing with the complaints about Boyd's spoilers and definitely, any complaints about me. Definitely the latter. Yeah, <laughs> completely. Um, so then, so I watched the first four. Then I watched, then they sent us um, the rest of them, the rest of the series. But we can only talk about the first four in, in, in theory, in any detail, including all the stuff I just said that James said is a spoiler. Um, and not the rest of the series, even though it's all going out in one go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's We've weird. We've been told officially. It's weird. So I don't get... I mean, apart from the fact that, the, the, as I've said, said before, the reason for um, review embargoes is to get more focus and publicity for a show, get more attention for a show. But it's a bit weird when you're putting a whole series out in one go to divide it up <laughs> into two different... I, I also kind of feel like once a show has aired... Anywhere in America, yeah. like you can't right. embargo oh, I that it. as well. I feel like it's oh, out I mean, there. It's, I, there I is, even, it's out there. I hadn't even yeah. gone to that bit. So it's a, it's a double embargo situation of one series landing in one go that's already been Think completely, of your blood pressure. completely <laughs> shown yeah. very stressed about in America. This. And I know it's indulgent and all that, and it's brilliant. Like what to watch, we get to watch them in advance. But it's just a weird embargo situation. Anyway, the only thing I am going to say, so I won't spoil anything else. But suffice to say, I loved episode four because it's such a, like soulful thing with that what happens to that character who is a brilliant brilliant by the way Sydney as well I think Sydney oh, she's is one of the most brilliantly honed characters on yeah. TV because she's so she's, she's kind of calm it. she's got like, like a she uh, totally underplays it and even though like he is quite capable um calmly of treating her not like shit but just being being um there's being a, a chef there's a, being a chef but also being a bit like selfish and self-absorbed you know when she needs she's basically co-running this thing with him now she's like co-managing the restaurant mm. now with him and the whole certainly the whole project if you like of turning it into this swanky restaurant and he kind of treats her like you know like a kind of given if you like and the way she deals with it there's no drama 
She just kind of oh, like she's very breath, measured. A lot of sighing, a lot of slightly yeah, passive yeah, yeah. looks on her face. But she's so brilliant and mm. calm about it. It's fantastic. Which and is why she's nominated for best supporting quite actress in a comedy so. series. Quite bloody rightly. Look, um, we're just happy she got a nom. We don't true. care which category. That is true. But what I was going to say is, all I'll say is, listeners, is episode six is a fucking game changer. I've so and and I have heard this. Oh, people people M-G. in America have already written in to yeah. to big up that particular one. And that's why I, I I'd heard about this as well. In fact, um I tell you, you mentioned talks about it's Brace and Ellis, a, a long long time listeners and I'm a big fan of Brace and Ellis podcast. And he talks about how this is the best thing on TV at the moment, the bear. The I just <laughs> <laughs> the beef, the bear, the beef. Um, and it, he, he mentioned episode six, and it is it is astonishing. And it's a big guest star. I'm not even going to mention that, even though it's all been out there. It's all been shown like on TV. <laughs> it's just a whole different ball game. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. There's a lot to look forward to with this yes. series. Yes. So, and we're going to be doing a bear special. Yeah. That's going to be a bear pilot TV special, sponsored by Disney Plus. We, no. should, we, should, we should qualify not that. Invited to take part. You're not invited, um, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's the one thing? Oh, the music. I, just, I, I met again, mm. thing is incredible. Bra- again, Brayson Ness read out a list of every single song that's in series two on his podcast. So I won't do that because if, if you want to know what song, go to Brayson Ness podcast. You'll make a great playlist. Um, but just suffice to say, from that opening Bruce Hornsby montage of Chicago, which you talked about, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I talked about, to um, there's just like Radiohead, REM, Elvis Costello, Squeeze. It's, it's just, just cool. Fantastic. I mean, it's my. I mean, it's particularly my dad rockish <laughs> era. If you like what eighties slash early nineties music, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly well shot. That fourth episode. Oh, sorry, I, I will stop banging on about it in a minute. But I wanted to mention that Remy Youssef, who has his own show, Remy. He's he's you know he's the Egyptian um, American guy who has that rather excellent series. He directed the fourth episode, the Copenhagen one. Um, I'm allowed to say Copenhagen too late. I've said it. Um, <laughs> And so it's just fantastic. Yeah. It's and I think it's so good that it, you know we do you remember we talked about when we did Barry, I think, some mm. special. Did you were, were you on that one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um we talked about how, you know, what what's gonna take the plate. You know, Barry's gone, succession's gone, uh Ted Lasso's gone. Obviously that'll mm. be the spin-off, I'm sure. This is the show. But if it all drops in one week, it doesn't feel like it takes the place in quite the same way. Oh, but I mean, there's loads of classic Netflix. Well, some classic Netflix shows that dropped in one. Yeah, show. but I'm saying, but I think when you like those shows were very much like it was the water right. cooler type shows. Uh, okay. Everyone was talking about it week by week okay. as they kind of built. Yeah, okay. This is obviously just one glorious right. weekend. I'm talking of pure quality. Yeah, yeah. in terms Fair of quality, yeah. Yeah. I it's think amazing. this is easily as good as Barry. It's extraordinary, extraordinarily as good as Barry. Um, and famously as good as Barry. Famously. <laughs> Without the chuckle, <laughs> as good as Barry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the Bear, then, which comes to Disney Plus. When's it come, boy? Wednesday. Wednesday. All in one go. All in one go on Wednesday. <laughs> Ten episodes. Okay, next this week we have The Sixth Commandment, the latest true crime series from longtime friend of the pod and telewriting legend Sarah Phelps, uh, and chance the murders of Peter Farker and Anne Moore Martin in Buckinghamshire in 2014 and 2017, respectively. Boyd. Thou shalt review the sixth <laughs> commandment. <laughs> very good. A little chuckle at the end. <laughs> uh, let's stop laughing though, because this is a very yes. serious. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely not a comedy. Definitely... The last one wasn't a comedy, but this is no. Definitely this will not, not be not nominated a comedy. in the comedy category. Although, you know, frankly, with the image, you never know. Steady. Um, this is uh, so. It's basically it's a in quotes true crime drama. Yeah. That is the genre uh, that you'd roughly put it in. But it's much, much more to it than that. And I and I think it's a, and it, 
it's an exceptional example of what true crime drama at its very, very best can do. And the important thing, this is, tells the story of, as you mentioned, um, the deaths of Peter Fargo and Amal Martin in 2014-2017, and the subsequent police investigation and trial of this guy called Ben Field, who was in theory like this Christian would-be priest mm. studying for the priesthood, um, a student briefly of um, uh, Peter Farca. But he was actually this incredibly manipulative, horrendously awful human being who would wheedle his way into the lives of these older people, starting with Peter, Peter Farca, who was this much-loved, much-admired t- school teacher who you first meet in it kind of when he's his retiring and they're all kind of uh, launching their tributes to him. This, ca- this guy, Ben Field, kind of preys upon the fact that Peter Farquhar was a very committed Christian and he was also gay. And he, he found it very difficult to deal with the fact that he was attracted to men and whilst being a Christian at the same time. There's one scene in episode one where he talks about all this with his, with his, mm. with his friend, almost like a kind of psychiatric session in which he kind of talks about his feelings of loneliness and how he can't come to terms with his sexuality because of his Christian beliefs. And Benfield preyed on that and basically pretended to fall in love with him. Peter Farquhar did fall in love with, with Ben. And, you know, they actually kind of had a kind of um, ceremony, almost like a kind of wedding ceremony, if you like. Mm. He wheeled his way into his life. And of course, he ended up got him to change his will. So they inherited his house and money, etc. And then he moved on. So most, of, most of episode one is dealt with that story. Then episode two take, begins really with a focus on Anne Moore Martin, who was a neighbour of Peter Farkas in the same village. And he did pretty much, this Benfield character did the same thing to her. We did his way into life, pretended to fall in love with her, she fell in love with him. So it's this extraordinary... Um, manipulative um, gaslighting and exploitation of the vulnerabilities of these older people. And what Sarah Phelps does absolutely brilliantly is foregrounds these people, these victims. She doesn't flinch from showing the horrendous things that this guy Benfield did to them, um, but she does it in such a way, she treads that very fine line between it being about a kind of psychopathic killer but not glamorizing him in any way. She's showing what he must, what he was like, what he did, but absolutely honoring these real people whose lives were devastated by him, who he destroyed their lives and their relatives' lives as well. And so it's kind of like you do find out exactly what you need to know about the the, the killer, but you absolutely get completely attached to these people, these victims, mm. particularly Peter Farker and Anne Moore Martin and their families. And they kind of she honors them in such a brilliant mm. way. Like you get you get to see how loved and admired Peter Farquhar was in front of I went to the screening so I did go to the screening of this I didn't host it but I went to the screening and there were his some of his old pupils there oh wow yeah and it was so moving because they spoke out in the Q&A saying out, yeah he was an incredible person incredible human being he was a brilliant inspiring teacher and you see some of that you see him teaching a class of students and it's, and it's fantastic I would say it's one of those things where if you don't know that there's a brilliant documentary actually about this case that they repeated a while ago I think on BBC it's probably on iPlayer but it is one of those things where even though it is, it's telling a true story in a, in, a, in a brilliantly measured, unsensational way, it is also terrifying and horrible. And it's really tough to watch at some places. I found it so moving and so difficult to see how what happened to these people and what he did to those to those human beings. But I think it's really important to watch it if you can because mm. it really celebrates these people in such a brilliant way. And if you don't know the story, 
it's probably, it, you know, the less you know in, in a way, the more fascinating it is. Because as you watch the police, as, 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 I was watching episode three this morning. As you watch those episodes go by, you also see more back into those victims and almost it, 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 reminding you of other things about them, about their lives. You don't necessarily find out in the first two episodes. Long story short, it's absolutely brilliant. She's done a fantastic job. So she's a friend of the podcast. So full disclaimer, biased. Yeah. Full, full, disclo- full disclaimer. But it's just like, this is how you should do it. If, you know, this is what I think, Sometimes you could argue about, you know, the morality of true crime as a genre. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be exploited. I think sometimes I thought Dharma, the Dharma series that's got lots of Emmy nominations, I found that a bit difficult to deal with. But this is just an object lesson how to do it. It feels very victim-focused, though, doesn't yeah. it? That's, and I think that's that's the gift here. Like, you really, as you say, you get so attached to Peter Farker. And, well, I've mm. only seen the first episode. It's a four-part, right? It's a four-part yeah. limited series. Uh, but you get so... He's so... I mean, Timothy Spall is fantastic. Oh, but the way he paints his character, like the the vulnerability and the conflict and the self-loathing that he has yeah. and the fact that he... he <laughs> instead of, like, looking at porn on the internet he's looking at essentially like the, the Black's the website yeah. like it's like it's like an outdoor yeah. clothing company thing yeah. where it's just that man while wearing outdoor clothes has quite nice calves yeah. and it's just like I mean even that is so chaste because he's like he's very moral and he's very mm. sort of like he finds dignified. it very difficult it's very difficult. very dignified yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I thought it wasn't heavy handed at all it's very very subtle yeah. character work in this it's it the really detail you're right yeah, the, it's the detail that detail was mm. brilliant and like for, and the, just like his single bed sleeps in a single bed and it, you, you see him brushing his teeth. We had that r- brushing teeth issue <laughs> that someone brought up a while ago. If you, there's a lot of teeth brushing, just because his daily kind of process, his routine, his meticulousness mm-hmm. about himself, all of that just contributes to the whole um, characterization brilliantly. I really enjoyed this, which seems wrong to say, I know, but it's like everything that you said, I just think it was so sensitively handled and a beautiful portrayal of the victims. Um, it didn't feel salacious or grubby like some of these true crime dramas can you know because you feel like you're just kind of like trauma porn in some way but I just think Timothy Spall gives such an outstanding performance and affecting performance as this guy you know as Peter this guy who was revered and loved by his pupils his family respected you know he had as Boyd said those vulnerabilities of being closeted you know he felt very uncomfortable about his homosexuality and the conflict with his religion Um, and I just thought the way that you know I just this guy just manipulates him entirely and seduces him on an intellectual level more than a physical one at first because you know Peter's not unintelligent he's just inexperienced and so as you you know referred to the bed there's this moment where he's like you know they as um boys say they get married and or they they have a blessing and then he he, they get a double bed he's like this is the first time in my Mm. adult life I've got a double bed and just that line I was just like He's lived. He's lived a very sort of. He hasn't. Li- he hasn't. Yeah, chased life, and he hasn't been free. He hasn't felt that full freedom of living his true, true, you know, uh, life. And I just think it was so sad to see and um, chilling how this guy Ben was able to manipulate him. And it's just. I think it's more harrowing than any sort of violent true crime. Oh yeah, it's drama. It's yeah. devastating. It's deeply disturbing. It's upsetting to see the degradation of this really dignified man. Um, honest, upstanding man. And also, you know, the other victim who was um, Anne Moore Martin, played by Anne Reid. Um, but I just thought, and also just the way it was filmed, some of the handheld camera stuff, it just added to the whole sinister and creepy mm. vibe to it all. I just think every part of this was done so well. And it's hard to watch, but as Boyd said, I think it is a, an important watch. 
Yeah, it's directed by Saul Dib, who does a brilliant job, as you say, with it. And Anne Reed is incredible. She see much more of her in episode two. But you know who I want to actually single out because I, I think I mean I think Timothy Spall is going to win all the awards because he's extraordinary. But Ina Hardwick, who plays um, the killer Ben Field, mm. he is phenomenal. He's an Irish actor. He was there at the Q and A, and so he speaks in an Irish accent. But in this, he speaks in a very in a kind of southern. Very, like he's got a very. His, there's something about his voice, his tone of voice that is incredible seductive it's mellifluous in, in, in a it? subtle it? way mm, he's yeah. A, yeah almost like a kind of sing-song voice that you can he- almost hear the Irish Hypnotic. undertone it re- it's, it is, <laughs> he's so brilliant in this and, and without ever slipping into like obvious Caricature turning him into and, yeah. like a neat monster or mm-hmm. anything or even like a psychopath I think he was a psychopath he is a psychopath he's still alive he's yeah, but his book—he is so brilliant, and everyone, and, and it was Anne Reed particularly. She was like, "We have to have a round of applause for him mm. in Hardwick because he does do a phenomenal job." The, the, you know, I mean, Anne Reed and Timothy Spall, two of the absolute greats of British acting, but this young guy completely holds his own, brilliantly cast. Um, so yeah, like every, in every every level, the 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 direction, the casting, Sarah Phelps' writing—it's it's just fantastic. And this comes to BBC One when it's on Mondays and Tuesdays for the next two weeks. Exciting. Yeah. Right. Finally, this week, we have 15 Love, which stars Ella Lily Highland as a former tennis prodigy whose career gets cut short due to an injury, and Aidan Turner as the coach who's since gone on to take another tennis star to glory. It all unwinds, though, when Turner's coach comes back into her life unexpectedly and accusations of sexual misconduct emerge. Advantage K. <sighs> I really, this is a really good week for us, I think. I really enjoyed this a lot because it's just a. Uh, it's one of these dramas. It's a he said, she said, okay, and it, you know, and I think the first episode does a really good job of setting the scene and sort of explaining what's going on, and then also establishing that it's very ambiguous, ambiguous about who is telling the truth and who's not. So it's kind of like Justine herself, um, played by. Ella, um, Lily Highland, is a really interesting character in that she's very impulsive and passionate, but she has very dark thoughts and she's very complex, slightly, dist- you know, she's she's angsty. It's hard to know what, how much of that is age, how much of that is just, you know, deep-rooted. And you can't tell if she's just fixated and become a bit obsessed with her coach, who, let's face it, is very good-looking and charismatic and charming and, you know, or if actually he has abused his power. And as it es- escalates, I mean... I just found that like I couldn't stop watching this and actually I've watched three episodes because I just wanted to get to the root of it like who is who is in the right who is in the wrong it, has he been gaslighting has he like manipulated her because he's very he's quite a you know as a coach he has to be quite firm with her mm. and you know um, and dominate her in a certain way of like because she's very like stubborn and you know and head hot-headed and stuff like that and it's really just hard to work out the dynamics of this relationship and if there's any kernel of truth in it and I just enjoyed both their performances and I just thought it was completely yeah just totally compelling so um, I've watched three episodes Um, I will undoubtedly be watching more but all in all very good week for us I think yeah, it's really good. Um, it's it just sets up the first episode. It begins with um, the two of them in the uh, locker room at the French Open. Aidan mm. Turner playing the coach uh, and Ella Lily Highland playing playing his 
the prodigy, the young prodigy, and she and there's a, there's a tension between them in the locker room, and it feels like she is kind of into mm. him in that way, rather than above and beyond, you know, being friends and being like a coach uh, pupil relationship. So immediately you're not sure, quite sure what how to take it, and he kind of rebuffs her. This is the very first scene. I'm not spoiling it. Spoiler, spoiler alert, people <laughs> out there. Um, and I thought it was a really clever. It's a very well done scene of ambiguity mm. and and then it flashes forward five years to which because she injures herself in that game um, and she has to completely give up playing tennis and pivots to um, fitness and uh, physiotherapy physiotherapy fitness <laughs> physiotherapy thank she's you. already quite fit she's quite fit and I just thought it was really clever how that scene plants all kinds of thoughts and ideas into your head and 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 and, and, very, and plays on the ambiguity between these two and so you're not quite sure how to take it and I mean she's great she is brilliant but Aidan Turner again is showing mm-hmm. how good he is because he's brilliant at this stuff I think um, he was in the suspect that was the last thing he did the ITV yeah. series which he kind of had to maintain almost right to the end as to whether or not he was a goodie or a baddie or not and did it fantastically well um, so I'm a huge fan of Aiden Turner and so it's really well oh, cast we all void. <laughs> yes it's really well cast um, it's really well um, directed and shot I thought it looked it was very cinematic I've only watched the first episode but at the end of the first episode it sets up the whole dichotomy the whole um, uh, dilemma not dichotomy the whole dilemma of the show in a very clever way um, so I'm riveted yeah I, the only thing about this that didn't sit quite right with me and I, I, I suspect as I've only seen the first episode this is a storytelling device mm. but very much the first episode pitches it as so this sexual misconduct allegation comes on he's terribly smooth you see him being interrogated it deliberately frames her as being a little bit Yes. Unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's a particular shot of her looking in the mirror where she just looks properly crazy. And they've clearly deliberately done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I you know, I I I I had my Terry hat on. I could just she'd been going, oh, for fuck's sake, you know, because she hates, absolutely hates that. And I think it's that same thing that it perpetuates this idea that this is a regular occurrence, which obviously it isn't. And I'm sure there's more more to this. I've only seen the first episode, so I'm not commenting Wait, on the series mean? as a whole. The idea that she's just making up to get back at him, right? Like that's right. certainly, in the first episode, that sure, is a strong implication. Yes. I don't know where this goes from there. I've no idea what it does, but I thought some of those shots of her, whether it deliberately kind of makes her out to be vindictive and unhinged. Yes. And, al- and also, sorry to interrupt, there's a there's a moment with another character where they discuss something. Right. And that's, that's the one for me where I was like, hmm. Yeah. So, I, by the way, I think I should just say I think it's written and directed by women in the main. I'm just sure. saying. I'm not, I'm yeah, not saying that. Yeah. I wasn't saying, saying that. it was sexist. I'm just. I know, you know, no, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that is interesting though. If you're talking about, I might talk about issues of like the male gaze or whatever. Or yeah. It's. it's yeah. Just, I didn't I'm think it saying. had that. It was just no. that that gave me pause. But this, I mean, and also like I'm not bearing in mind I'm not a tennis fan. I don't understand the appeal of tennis no. or watching tennis. <laughs> that said, do you hate all sport? Pretty much. But but the, I thought uh, they handled the tennisness of this actually surprisingly well. Oh yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah. 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 A lot of obviously uh, quick cuts to make up for the fact that they are not in fact professional tennis players. But you I know, think they've it, done a bit of training. I think Aiden did a you know a mm. certain amount of training. It felt quite tennessee to me. You yeah. saw the people looking backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards, which is my understanding of what happens at Wimbledon. So you know, I'm was, really annoyed that I didn't just film um, James doing the backs and forwards yeah, thing in his head. He did look kind of bobbly head from side to that side. Good, thing. That would be a yeah. good boomerang. It would be a very good little yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, TikTok account. Well, maybe we'll do it live at the uh, at the oh, podcast yeah. and then people can see it in the flesh. 
That'd be it. A live bobby uh, yeah, so yeah, so good. I'm interested to see where it goes. I am interested to see where it goes and whether or not. I can't it, wait to get like go yeah. home and watch some more. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite compelling stuff. They're all compelling for different reasons. They are. They are. None of them are foundation, unfortunately, but they are all compelling Thank for God. different reasons. I mean, uh, fifteen love them, which comes to Prime Video on Friday. Yes, of course it does because it's Prime Video. Yeah. What else is out this week? Quite a few things, as it happens. Not least of all, I would say Special Ops Lioness, uh, mm-hmm. starring Nicole Kidman and Zoe Saldana, and a bunch of other awesome people and that's on paramount plus it drops on sunday i'm hoping we get to review that on pilot plus but the embargo has yet to be announced so we'll have to see but yeah. whether we review it on pilot plus or not zoe saldana will be on this very podcast oh, next week talking about oh, it because i yeah. hung out with her yesterday yeah i mean like look at the best of times james never lets us know what he's doing no. or interviewing anyone <laughs> yeah. but no with specials he doesn't let us know with interviews we usually get kept abreast of it can anyone do this mm. for some reason james didn't even mention this one I'll tell you what, do you know what it was great? It was at the Corinthia and the snack spread was oh, really? fucking top notch. Oh, James. Absolutely top- and also my interview was like one of the first of the day. So the in- it was an untouched spread of pastries and cakes and stuff. Oh. I should have nicked some and passed them off as, as mine on the live show, but they had or banana bread. They had banana bread that was great. Lovely. <gasps> Delicious. Yeah. Oh, um, Boyd and I went to the screening of it. Yeah, we went to the screening. We sat not five feet away from Nicole Kidman. I walked oh, past you? her. Yeah. She's very, yeah. I mean... Very good. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, to look at. Hopefully, we will get into a bit of lioness chat mm. on Pilot Plus yeah. on Thursday. But if you want more um, more um, embargo uh, complaints, yeah, they, we, they literally don't know what the embargo is. They literally, yeah, they don't know what the embargo yeah. is. The embargo so, is, is embargoed. embargoed. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, embar- the announcement of the embargo. We hope to find out. <laughs> we hope to find out. Um, yeah, but uh, so we can't say what we think of. Uh, or special ops Leonese potatoes. Mm. Yeah, they had good snacks at the uh, the screening as well. Actually, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also out this enough. week. Sorry, Dave. Season three: The Return of Little Dicky. Yes, my favourite uh, on Disney Plus. Disney Plus lands uh, in full on the Wednesday. Very excited about that because it's a great program. Yep. Anything else? Um, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is this for next week? No, this was this week. Also out this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Robin Rom. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that in the oral. I didn't say when, though. Oh, okay. Boy, please do consult the magazine. I absolutely, you know, I don't trouble myself with these details. So you didn't say when because you don't know. No, no, I'll tell you then. Go on. It's on Wednesdays on the Sky Max. On the Sky Max. Yeah. There's also the start of the Women's World Cup, talking of sport, on uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, James, you'd be very excited to know. <laughs> come, we got to support uh, the lionesses, not just the special yeah, I mean, ops. It is, it is uh, yeah, genuinely. If they don't come with machine guns, it's not really for me. No, uh, all American is on RTVX on Thursday. This is a this is a kind of supposed. I haven't watched. I've watched one episode actually. Um, I just stumbled upon it as I do on ITVX. It's a it's a massive hit in America. It's gone its fifth season, and it's about um, American young American football, and he's played by a British guy called Daniel Ezra. He's supposed to be brilliant in it. So that is um, that starts the new season. So that starts on ITVX on Thursday I think that'll drop all at once um, and that's about it yeah what bear. is our pick of the week it's the bear I mean they're all good this week but the bear's brilliant one at all time great yes. thing I mean the Central Marmon is fantastic and the other one's very good as well 15 love <laughs> yeah the bear is I'll quickly forget right that is it for this week's Pilot TV podcast we hope you've enjoyed it if you have please do go and give us a rating of some kind give us five things Only whatever five you like stars. five Only cakes stars, five biscuits five foundations anything you want five, five somethings quilts. Five, Ooh, quilts. five quilts send us five yes. quilts so, bake so, us five so, brownies do whatever you want five of them Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. You can follow us on social media at Pilot TV Pod, at K Rivera, at Boyd Hilton, and of course at James C. Dyer. We're on threads too, amazingly. Uh, next week, on next week's show, I don't know what we're going to do, but there's a lot of stuff out from season two. 
Hey, hey. Supernatural no. puzzle box show from. Maybe yeah. we'll get into that. Who knows? Uh, Good Omens season two comes mm. to Prime Video. Heels, the wrestling show season two comes to Lionsgate. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff Evil happening as well. Evil season three. Evil season alibi. three on I Alibi. Sick next Half week. hour comedy, The Power of Parker. Um, James, get ready for that. Oh, wow. Uh, on I think BBC none of these are for me, are they? Well, no, The Power of Parker might be. That's, okay. we, shall, we shall have to discuss. We will, we will gather and He's think about things. He's got a glint in his eye. Tell you what we'll do. Tell you what we'll do. If I get Taylor Swift tickets, we can do whatever you want. Oh. If not, wow. if not, hard sci-fi, wall to wall to make me feel better. <laughs> that's the deal. Okay, listen. I That's the deal. Shake. All right, that's a what's the, well, no, what's that? What's that you've agreed to, Kay? So <laughs> it's too he, late. It's if binding. he gets Taylor's tickets, which yeah. he will. You can do whatever can, you like. We can choose whatever shows yeah. we want. We don't have to do whatever the dictator says. And if I don't then we're doing three hardcore sci-fi shows of my choosing. That's ridiculous. There are three <laughs> hardcore sci-fi shows I'll starting. find some. Oh, I will find <laughs> some. He's yeah. going to get tickets. The most elite of elite sci-fi. All right. That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening. Pilot out.